the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings and nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. The Max Out Saving Show is all about that, one of Houston's longest-running financial radio shows. The Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. And, uh, you know, we, we still um, – I, I, I came across another study. It's just frustrating with some of these studies – uh, 20% of Americans don't save any of their annual income at all, even though they, they uh, uh, even those that say don't put a lot. So, uh, it, it, this was a, uh, where was it? Uh, I think it was a bank rate survey. Yeah, bankrate.com survey. And the, looking at it, uh, only 26% of the people save uh, 10, uh, more than 10%. And we should, we our philosophy is that it is that you should be saving ten percent plus the company match gets you about thirteen thirteen and a half percent uh somewhere in the study they say you should be saving fifteen percent fifteen percent total is a good number uh what I always try to tell people is uh, is we I've seen some studies I think one of them was out of Citigroup, group uh that the number was about thirteen and a half a little over that is what most people need to save. For retirement, and, and so uh, in the study, uh, almost a little under twenty percent <laughs> were saving nothing, uh, and 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 uh, less than five percent. Really, it was forty percent are saving less than five percent of their income. You really need to save more than that. Um, you know, you can kind of balance it off to some extent by putting away some more money in your house or. Uh, or buying a piece of property or something else in in but but really the money has to be going somewhere to build up wealth and uh that that's the real key to the whole thing and it really has to be an income based savings program and the reason why this is so important is is because if you just put it in the bank every month eventually you're going to have problems when you need money and you're going to have to buy a car make a repair on the house a uh, health issue or whatever and you're going to have to start you'll you'll suddenly stop your savings and you'll forget to start it up again and and we really want to try to idiot proof this as much as possible for savings and uh I cannot tell you how many times people come into Max Out Savings Advisors with a million 2 million dollars in their savings plans 
And they really just said, well, I just put the money away every year. I, I tried to save 10%, 12%. The company matched 5%, 10%, not 5%. You know, typically they match 4 to 6%, sometimes a little more. And all of a sudden, in the market did okay. In the market, and, and, and man, I've got $2 million. Really, uh, it, it's surprising how few people really just make the, the one or two great investments and make a fortune. And, 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 and But it tends to be just the 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 company's savings plan builds them up to where they need to be and 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 we really uh, that one of the more frightening things about the world today is is how people have just thrown over the side of the boat of we need to control spending we don't need to worry about social security medicare the disability or the other stuff like somehow the money's going to magically fall from the sky or maybe the federal reserve to pay for all this eventually the bill is going to come due and there's going to be real problems and so it's important to save more and more of your money for retirement. And there's just no other way around it. That's what's got to be done. Um, so, you know, continue to save aggressively and invest conservatively. A lot of stuff to talk about in the show. I mean, again, every week, where do I start? There's so many things happening. Uh, the markets, uh, what's going on there. Uh, when we're talking about that, some interesting, very interesting things happen. And the trade, uh, potential trade war. I uh, had some discussions on that. Uh, really just a, a lot of, a lot of things happening in here. Um, the, look, I had some, uh, some discussions with some people on, on this, this trade war issue in the markets. I think this is starting to really affect the markets here. The, uh, we, we've had, we had a really hot, exciting, uh, start to the new year. Market was up huge and then it just completely fell off the cliff. Uh, due to uh, the blow up of the VIX index in 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 a number of hedgers and different things, although our work is suggesting it might have been more that the market broke the 50-day moving average, and once it did that, uh, it just hit hit got hit with a wall of selling, and and then it it, it bounced down, hit the 200-day, and came surging back up, but was saved for the day. Uh, so <laughs> where do we go from here? In and and one of the real things that that we need to look at in this market is is you know what's is it something you have a very expensive market one of the most expensive markets in history we've talked about this on the show we've talked written about it in the max out savings report very high uh particularly the cape ratio which is a cyclically adjusted pe ratio it, the uh market cap to gdp ratio one of the highest in history market cap to sales ratio one of the highest in history debt levels uh, for corporate America, up near 2008 levels, uh, the near peak levels of every other thing. If, if you look at almost every statistic, they, you know, they look close to 1999, 2008, or 1929 in these markets. And so you got a very expensive market pushed up by the Federal Reserve, flooding the world of money and taking interest rates to the lowest rates in history, which which if, if, if you're valuing the stock market, you know, you, you, you do a, a – a discount earnings discount model uh based on on a pe on on a on an earning on and an interest rate and, and when you have the lowest interest rates in history you can get some pretty big numbers which is what we've got in the market now rates remember interest rates bottomed in 2016 and now they're moving up we got a fed meeting coming up here in in uh wednesday uh this week so we, we we've got a number of things happening here where they're likely they're going to raise the short term rates again and remember the Federal Reserve, when they talk about, when you hear them, they're going to raise rates this week. Uh, they're going to probably move from one and a half, uh, from one and a 
quarter to one and a half to one and a half to one and three quarters. So up up to one and three quarters Fed funds. That's short-term rates. Federal Reserve doesn't typically manage long-term rates. We had years ago on one of our shows that preceded this, we had Robert Rubin, the uh, former Secretary of the Treasury, on, and he said, look, the Federal Reserve doesn't manage long-term rates. Well, I don't think he realized that the ECB and the Bank of Japan eventually would would do that. But but for now, in the United States, it's short-term rates. And when you hear him talking about raising rates, it's typically the short-term rates. But uh, so the market has has come back from where it was. And one of the concerns we have in here now is what's going on with trade in in the in these trade levels. A couple you've got to look at this. Donald Trump came out and said there's going to be tariffs and everyone. Oh, no, there's going to be a trade war. He put a 10 uh, percent on steel and what 20 percent on aluminum, something like that. Uh, 20 is a 25. Anyway, uh, the. Th- those things came in, and it, this didn't come out of the blue. If you really look what was happening here, a while back, Donald Trump requested a study done of, of intellectual property theft by China. Uh, he asked uh, the trade representative, Lighthizer, to, to check into that. Uh, then uh, th- there was rumors of this coming out. In uh, the... the what happened before that was that the NAFTA trade deals weren't going well. The what what co- countries realized is if they basically just rope a dope Donald Trump and don't do anything, eventually he'll be out of office. And they started listening to CNN and MB, uh, CNN and uh, MSNBC, the New York Times, and the Washington Post that was assuring him that Donald Trump is going to be impeached at any moment. So why should they do anything to help out the working people in the United States? Because they had the backing of of, of these. Uh, these establishment papers that they were going to get rid of Donald Trump and there was going to be free trade and they didn't have to do anything. And then out comes the president of China and, and uh, Xi Jinping and Xi Jinping, go, uh, he's now made himself president for life. And so he they're playing the long game in China. OK, the Chinese, the Mexicans, Canadians, everyone's looking at the United States. They read the New York Times. The New York Times assures them Donald Trump is going to be impeached any day now. He's gone. Don't worry about it. CNN is promising it. CNN is going crazy. And Xi Jinping's looking at this and go, yeah, well, these people, you know, they're going to take out Donald Trump. Why should we make any concessions? So Donald Trump realizes he has to do something. The NAFTA, the, the, the NAFTA uh, trade deals aren't going. They're not going anywhere. What are we going to we're going to have to get tough. And and so what he does is he comes out. He talks about trade. Uh, Gary Cohn, former head of Goldman Sachs, free trader, Goldman Sachs, they're globalist. You know, they've got their guy in the White House, uh, the NAFTA people and the Chinese and Gary Cohn, because he's going to fight to protect them because he's a free trader. What does he do? He gets rid of Gary Cohn. He puts the tariffs in place. And, And so all of a sudden. Mexico, Canada, China, and the rest of these countries go, "Uh uh-oh, whoa, 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 what's going on over there? I thought we had this in the bag here. We were safe. Uh, And then the other thing that's happened is Tillerson's gone. Tillerson's another one of the ones that's a free trader, uh, a a globalist. It's not fair to call Tillerson a a, a globalist, but he's somewhat of a more free trader. And the the problem is they're arguing for something that does not exist. We have no—the only free trading place in the world is the United States. Everybody comes in and takes advantage of us, and then they erect trade barriers in the form of taxes, tariffs, 
uh, pollution laws, uh, all types of, of, of things, uh, special tax breaks, tax, tax refunds, all types of fancy things to keep American products out. It, it, and so, so these people are suddenly gone. So now we have tariffs on steel and aluminum. Now we have Gary Cohn, globalist free trader, gone. Now we have Donald Trump also announces he's running in 2020. So he's telling he's telegraphing China, Mexico and Canada. Hey, I'm not going anywhere, guys. Now they have to come to the table and deal with Donald Trump. And that's what we're dealing with with this whole thing. Here's the problem. And this is the discussion we've had with some people this week. Everybody's assuring me we're not going to have a trade war. Well, here's the deal. For the last 30 years, every single president is going to have is going to get tough on trade and defend American workers. They do a little negotiating. They go back and forth. The, pl- the, the president flies over, and when I say the president, I mean Bush, I mean Clinton, I mean Obama, fly over with the best intentions in the world to China. China makes a big deal that they're buying a few more Boeing planes. They cut a little deal with Microsoft. The president's got a few trade deals for big buying that the Chinese are going to do. He flies back. Nothing changes in China. Now we have a $375 billion trade debt deficit. The problem, you have to make these people think we are dead serious about this trade issue and we're going to get it taken care of. Donald Trump is going to fight for fair trade for the American workers in this country. And so in order for us to achieve anything, we have to make it crystal clear to these people that we mean business. We're not messing around. Gary Cohn is gone. So you're, you look, if you people think that we're afraid of a trade a tariff because it's going to cause the next Great Depression, you're kidding them, yourselves. They they have done the study on the Chinese intellectual property. I'm looking at two things right here. Oh, let's take a look at the latest, uh, a couple uh, studies on intellectual property, one done in 2011 on China. Uh, copyright, $26 billion in 2009 alone. Let's look at another study from 2011. Uh Intellectual property losses due to software losses as high as $60 billion. The numbers I'm seeing is it's costing the American people 30 to $60 billion worth of stolen intellectual property every single year, in addition to a negative $375 billion of trade deficit with China. Now, when I say intellectual property, I mean everything from the U2 songs over to the Microsoft uh office over to the, our most advanced stealth fighters that are exact copies flying around the skies of China. Okay, every and, and what they have is they have a plan called 2525, which is what they're going to do is control global commerce by 2525, and they're coming after all of our industries to do it. The uh, So Donald Trump next week is going to be or the next couple of weeks, there's talk he's going to put on 30 to 60 billion dollars worth of tariffs on China. They also might they're looking at maybe limiting visas because they're finding out our schools and colleges are being filled up with Chinese that are learning everything they can and, and getting secret information from the United States and then bringing it back to China and competing against us. And so this is a severe problem. Unless Donald Trump shows that the American people are serious, nothing is going to happen. So he has to get tough. Now, the Chinese are going, look, we're going to get tough, too. Several of my sources said they're going to come back and tit for tat. They haven't done it yet. That means they're worried. Things are changing. This could affect the market. We're going to be back to talk about how that's going to do it in just a minute right here on the Max Out Savings Show.
Don't you ever sleep Calling out the exit signs Like promises to keep Yeah, promises If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, our phone number is 713-339-1070. This is a live show here in Houston, Texas. And by the way, we're writing a lot about what we talk about on this in the Max Out Savings Show uh, about savings investments, your retirement. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Tell you what, let's take a call from Oscar. Hello, Oscar. Hey, good morning, Ted. You had a question for us. Yeah, how come you haven't got that girl on the radio? She's got a beautiful voice. Uh, which one? Well, the one that's on the answer the Oh, phone. Nikki, Nikki, yeah. Uh, what a beautiful voice she has. She should be helping you out up there, man. <laughs> yeah, Nikki, Nikki now, yeah, she's your best friend over there. <laughs> no, she, I, 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 I tell her several, several times, this is not the first time. Hey, hey, mm-hmm. Ted, what do you think of this idea that it's 3% or 3 and a quarter? will be devastating for equity. That's what the guy from what Goldman Sachs said. And he puts, uh, what, like 18,000 in equities uh, down to 18,000. If that happened, that psychological 
Do you see that kind of a deal yeah, going? Yeah, I, I think he. I think then they raised that number to about three and a half, if I remember right. All right, but, but, but anyway, still. three, three and a quarter, three and a half. It's going to be devastating for equities, according to that thinking. What do you think? Well, look, I mean, it, it, uh, look, I, I think the problem with equities, they are extremely expensive, and companies are, are probably over-earning up here a little bit. And, yeah. And, and so, look, I, I think I think we're coming up on a big problem here, and the question is, how does it how does it play out? And, and so I think rates are going up. We, we've got the Fed's going to meet next week and or this coming week here, and— uh, they're going to be raising rates. Uh, I saw some numbers uh, today that that the if if you look at those jobless numbers, which were just blowout jobless numbers, about a million people came into the workforce. Right. And it was like five hundred thousand Hispanics, and they're like, wait, there's not that many. And what they think is hundreds of thousands of people came out of out of uh, from the uh, Caribbean, particularly Puerto Rico, because of the hurricanes wiped them out down there, and and they all got jobs here. Which is exciting, and, and so what we're seeing is, uh, is 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 real job growth, and we're going to start to see. And we're seeing, if you look at those numbers, you're seeing job growth, but you're seeing wage increases, which means they're going to. I think you're seeing inflation. I, I think you're. St- it's not going to be a massive inflation right away. It's going to take some time, but I think rates are going to go up, Oscar, and, and I think that's a negative for the market. And, and so, so they're going to know that if they do this. Uh, start increasing rates again, that they know they're going to pop this equity bubble, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, this they is, know it, don't they? Yeah. Here, the Fed's looking at two things, okay? Number one, they know underneath it inflation starting to accelerate. They know they have rates at very low rates. If this If this economy were to take off, keep in mind we just had a huge trillion-dollar tax cut, and we removed the sequesters, which means – spending for this year is going to go up government spending you could see a four percent plus growth rate in the economy and and so the fed's like we're at, we could see a four percent growth rate we're at 4.1 percent inflation we could see wages really take off and then we're behind the curve and that's what they're worried about and if it really takes off on them they're too low and the question is is if interest rates at one percent, does anybody really believe if they if the if the Fed raises rates to two and a quarter percent on the short end, it's going to cause the economy to collapse? And the answer is no. And so they don't know. In the past, they've had to take interest rates to five percent to slow this economy down on the short end, and they're they're right now at one and a half. And so they could be behind the curve. The other thing that's in the, that they're in their calculus too is they typically need. I want to say two and a half points of interest rate reduction in in a recession to get in and it might be three percent. I forgot I, the exact number to get the economy going again, which means typically they've got the short rate at four percent. They go into an, to a recession, they take it down to two two one and a half percent somewhere in there. Then the economy starts accelerating. If they're at one and a half percent, they don't have the the two percent or the two and a half percent to get to, and then they're really in trouble to try to restart the economy. So they're looking at two things, and they've got the, they're 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 quite frankly they're behind the curve. They should have raised rates a year before they started, and they've been way too cautious. And now we have a stock market bubble in an asset bubble, and everyone's not sure how it's all going to play out. But well, remember we, when uh, when Bernanke tried to do that five five six years ago, and and the market just uh, you know it, it just uh, went down because of uh, of that threat. 
and, and then he just uh, he disregarded what he was going to do. Yeah, here here's the reason and why the remember Aust- that. Yeah, the reason they did that is because in Japan they raised rates up a little bit in the '90s, late '90s, and 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 the economy went back down again, and so the Fed has been paralyzed by that ever since. And also the research that they 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 look at in the depression, which I think is flawed, and so. So keep in mind, Japan today, this is something you might not know. In Japan, there's virtually no trading of sub-government bond issues. I didn't know that, okay. Because the government owns like 40% of these issues, and there's just no trading. Nothing is happening, and they've completely controlled the the, the bond market over there. That's not what we want in this country. And then then one more thing, real estate. This, uh, you know, this this real estate situation, also we have somewhat of a bubble in certain places. Yeah. Isn't that going to cause something of a, an effect on in real estate? This, well, uh, you're already starting up? to see it. Uh, I don't know if you caught the beginning. I think it was the beginning of the show. Uh, the, the, I, didn't, I didn't hear the beginning of the show. I'm okay. The, no, actually, this wasn't on my show, but it was one of the I think commercial. Maybe I heard it earlier today that the uh, uh, home sales dropped for the last month in, in new home sales. And what it was, it was multifamily. Well, apartment building is slowing down because rates are starting to go up on these people now. And so they're having to redo some of their numbers. And the higher the rates, particularly the longer rate goes up, as you talk about, uh, the more ex- expensive is to build because they're all borrowing money. And, and, and so, yeah, look, I mean, it, I think it, it, it clearly we're, we have a bubble in real estate. We're at a crucial estate. time in all, in, in these, all these uh, situations that we are with. With the numbers are the numbers are now coming to to roost these numbers, and and it, it seems like we're in a very crucial time, aren't we? Yeah. Look, I, I think so. Look, now is when you need to be raising cash, controlling your debt, uh, locking in longer term rates on your debt, it, and kind of preparing for the future, which is is not as going to be as as rosy it has been. And it's real hard to get people to do that because they think everything is so phenomenal that that the good times will never end. And clearly we're coming up on valuation levels. Once you start getting your valuations are at 2000, you're talking 2008, 99, uh, and uh, 29. I mean, you know, that wasn't typically the best time to be buying the stock market. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate your your input. Okay. I, really, uh, you, you, I, I think I think you're wrong on this thing here, and uh, you know we we got to keep listening to you. See where where we go. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be interesting. We'll try to catch it for you. Thanks, Oscar. Okay. Yeah. The uh, so and I, look, and I think one of the other things rates are going up as we talked about the Oscar. But look, with this market, look, I think this trade deal is a bigger deal for the stock market than people understand. If we're going to see some tariff numbers. Uh, uh, announced for China in the next couple weeks, uh, that that's going to be a, a big negative for the market. The administration is now talking to the Europeans and the and the uh, Mexicans and Canadians about getting tough on China too at the same time, and, and they're trying to do pull something together along those lines. Our trade deficit with China is three hundred and seventy five billion plus, depending on who you talk to, thirty to sixty billion a year in stolen intellectual property you add those two numbers together you know let's say you use you know 45 uh billion i mean what was that uh, 420 billion dollars a year <clears throat> on the on the chinese and, and the chinese are pretty much rapidly it, the, the the other thing that's happened is is they're rapidly shifting to more a hardline communist country again so the idea that we we had a free pass 
and we're going to democratize China or at least make them more a, 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 a free trader like us is, is kind of going by the wayside. So things are really changing. I, I think the trade issues in China are a much bigger deal. I, I, I think we're looking at some type of trade skirmish, and I think it's going to be very ne- it's going to be very negative for the stock markets. And and I think you're starting to see it. We're, you know, we're looking at some numbers today, and we'll have to see how it is. The 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 S and P five hundred, as we talked about uh, uh, on the show, uh, the fifty day moving average, it, the market just went back down to the fifty day moving average, and it's something we've been talking about. This market fell apart once the S&P went underneath the 50-day back in February. And and as long as it was above it, it seems like it's okay, and it just barely held above it uh, Friday, and, 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 it, and it's underneath it on the, on the Dow Jones. Now it's well above it on the tech sector. I, I think the one you watch is the tech sector. I think that's going to be the clue as to where this thing is, is all going. And, and so it's very overvalued. Some of the numbers... Uh, you know, I, I've really I've seen some comparisons to 1999 in the tech sector. In, in, in if you really look at some of these, you know, Netflix in the last three months is up 74 percent. Amazon's up 60, 65 percent. Google's up 28 uh, percent. I guess that's the six months. Uh, Apple's up 21 percent. I mean, huge moves. These are massive stocks. I mean, Amazon is one of the largest stocks in in, in the world, and it's up sixty four percent in six months, thirty percent in Google, uh, and uh, it, you know th- th- these are huge surges up on top of already you know stretch valuations. You get some of these things trading in a hundred plus times earnings, and and so we want to watch this. I I really think I think you've got to manage your risk in this market. Be uh, Tell you what, if, if, if you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. Uh, the Max Out Savings Report. If you haven't signed up for the free Max Out Savings Report, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. We write a lot about these issues we talk about on the show Uh What's happening with trade? What's happening to markets? What's happening with savings and investments? It's all in the Max Out Savings Report. I write this and send it out to you for free to help you out. So if you need some help, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can also sign up for a free appointment with to sit down with me and go over your financial situation. It's maxoutsavings, with an S, dot com. Uh, you know, a, a couple interesting things. If you look at the... If if you look at the um, the savings, how, how typically people how it's always been is t- people as the, as they get in their 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 thirties and forties, they they buy their house, they furnish their house, they raise the kids, and they get it up. They get the kids out of the house, and then they and then what they'll do is is they hit their fifties. They really they got everything pretty much paid off. They start putting away bigger amounts of money. This is why, for instance, our the the SEP IRA, your four hundred one k plans, all have. Uh, the, you can put away in an IRA fifty five hundred if you turn fifty at sixty five hundred. Uh, you can put away another six thousand dollars, I believe that's the number. Uh, on the uh, once you turn fifty in your i in your four hundred one k plan, and this the reason is is because this is when you can really start accelerating your save your your savings, building up that money. And so when you're in your fifties, 
is when you want to start looking at really boosting up your savings. Instead of saving 10%, you're making more money, things are good. That's when you kick it up to 15% because the government allows you to do that. But more importantly, now is when you aggressively save money for retirement. But that's changing a little bit. And I tell you what, first I want to talk to Charles, and then after I'm going to talk to you about an interesting trend happening in in the savings world today. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Oh, good morning, Ted. I have a question. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, there are a few people have been talking about, I guess, what uh, uh, pre- the, the pre- president said about the, uh, I guess, what he's called, referring to as a phase two tax cuts. Have you heard anything about that? What you think that might he be what he might be referring to? Yeah, a, a couple things. I think one of the big parts of the phase two is I think there's probably some cleanup they have to do from that tax thing where there was probably some some uh, oh whoa we didn't think about that ramification to some of some of the things in the tax bill so it's going to be kind of a cleanup thing the question is do they put some extra things in there some more special things for different types of 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 saving of of constituents be individuals the other thing on when they talk about uh, the tax uh, the second tax bill they're going to try to i think the tax I want to say they expire in 2024, it's somewhere in that range. They expire in five or six years or so. They're going to try to make them permanent. Now, they'll tell you it's going to cost an extra trillion dollars since they can't score that far out, but but they're going to try to make them permanent in the in the second phase. But the, but it, the, the other big one they have to do is there's some cleanup, and I don't really know what they are, but some things that they just didn't anticipate when they wrote the first one that suddenly have come out. Oh, you think... So you think that uh, it might be a real stretch if uh, uh, someone were to try to think that maybe they might reduce, they might eliminate the AMT for individuals, huh? You know, it, I would be surprised with a, that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be more of a cleanup type of thing as much as anything. Yeah, because that thing is such a convoluted thing, and 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 to me, they. I mean, I don't know what they derive in terms of revenue on something like that, but to me, there ought to be a. I mean, if they need the revenue, they need a revenue. But there ought to be a better way to find the revenue than to than to make something as convoluted as that with the income tax. There ought to be another way to. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a problem. It would look. It wouldn't surprise me if they try to do something more with it. But I, I think that's the main thrust of the whole deal right now. Right. Right. Okay. Well, that was uh, that was all I wanted to know. All it'd, right. be, it'd be nice if they got rid of that completely because it is a mess. Yeah, yeah, although there were some changes in the in the tax thing to help that out to some extent, but I'm not sure how much they did. Right, right. Okay, thanks, Ted. Okay, thank you, Charles. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, there's talk of a second tax bill coming up here pretty quickly, uh, and that's what Charles is talking about here. So, so what we have is, uh, we're coming up here in a quick break, aren't we? So let's take a break. Interesting things about some shifting in savings patterns. I really want to get over some big stories here. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call, 713-339-1070. And it, look, if you're not on the Max Out Savings Report or need help with your retirement savings, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the free report and sign up for, for an appointment with me. I'll be happy to sit down with you. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca will return shortly. 
To speak with Ted Gioca now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, Got any questions or comments? 713-339-1070. And uh, the website is maxoutsavings.com. Maxoutsavings with an S dot com. Uh, Savings. So we're talking about different types. You you start out, you graduate from college, you save up money, save up money in your 30s, maybe buy a house, late 30s, 40s. Uh, And then the house is sort of paid for, it's furnished. And then in your 50s, you really start ramping up savings. Instead of saving 10%, maybe you're saving 15%. That's how it's always been. We're starting to see real changes in that. And and I'll tell you one of the things that's really happened out there is, is college expenses have gotten so big that many people in their 50s have not been able to save up for retirement. And and because they're paying for the 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 the, the kids' education, what used to be a reasonable expense has just turned into a ridiculous amount of money. Uh, college expenses in and and medical have been the two biggest things that have blown through the the uh, CPI and the the most inflated numbers have coming out. And uh, the uh, if you look at college expenses compared to uh, living expenses compared to food, compared to gasoline, compared to anything else, it, it's just tripled in comparison to anything else out there. And so college has become exceptionally expensive for parents to put their kids through college. And so what it's doing is it's delaying the retirement accumulation phase. 
And now the retirement accumulation phase is really after 55 to about 65 to 70. It's really really put it back at least five years. Uh, And uh, and so we're seeing a lot more people working into their mid-60s and 70s to continue to build up wealth for retirement. And and one of the big reasons is 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 because they've put so much money into the the kids' college education that that they've neglected some of their savings in their uh, for their retirement. And you see a lot of studies how little people have saved up for retirement. And when, and our research is now showing that one of the biggest reasons for this is uh, is parents uh, helping support their their kids for college. And, and so this has been a big change. I, I think one of the biggest disasters in this country is how we've let two of them how we've let college expenses get out of control, and, of course, how we've let medical costs completely spiral out of control. Interestingly enough, those are both government-controlled areas where there's government subsidies and government lending and different types of things, which has kind of removed the free market from from the equation. And, and, and I, you know, I, I saw it was uh, Mike Rowe last night of Dirty Jobs on uh, on. Uh, on Tucker last night is really fascinating. You know, he, he brought up some of these issues, but the, the children today are, are saddled with a trillion dollars worth of debt. And one of the biggest disasters has been college in this country, you know, used to go, uh, you know, the classic was Harvard, but you could even A&M. I mean, some of the, the old dorms at a, I got, I, I got lucky. I got into one of the better dorms. I knew some people up there and I was working for some things in, uh, so for some at the university, and so I got into a pretty good dorm. My first year, I think I was in an apartment, and and but a lot of the dorms were were horrible. And uh, if you go back to Harvard, even Harvard had these crummy little dorms. You you split your dorm. You had a a bunk mate, and the bathroom was down the hall. And you had the richest people in in the in, in the in the country at Harvard, and they and the kids are all stuck in these crummy dorms there. And uh, that was the way it was. And everybody, you know, got along and they were writing on top of each other. They built up really good friendships. And now we have everyone has their own private suites and in and, and, and these fancy dorms and everything. And money is no object. And, and the problem is, is this is kind of spiraled out of control. And, 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 you know, people are saddled with huge amounts of debt. They can't afford to pay back and they can't find jobs up until finally Donald Trump has come in and tried to really force the American companies to start building in the United States, force them to spend money on plant and equipment and stop the Chinese and they get hired. But but so college costs have spiraled out of control. The only comparable cost is health care compared to every other uh living expense, the college costs is, is completely spiraled out of control. And so what we're seeing is we're seeing a shift in, in savings accumulation patterns for retirement and has delayed retirement in and it's extended the accumulation phase for building up wealth about five years, in my opinion, according to the research that we're doing on this subject. And we kind of continue to dig into it. But but it, I want you to understand is college costs have shifted the, 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 the accumulation phase for retirement five years from 50 to 60 to 55 to 65 for, for most people. And so if you're behind, you want to continue putting away that money in the 55 to 65 area as aggressively as possible. And now's the time to build up the wealth. And and if you feel like you're behind that area, don't don't feel like you're the only one. Lots of people are in the same boat, and it's just because of the massive shift in the cost curve of college expenses. Something we're going to hear more and more about, I, I think, in the future. So that's 
college expenses really is really affecting things quite a bit. The what else did I want to touch base on today? Uh, oh, Ryan, did you see that uh, iHeart went bankrupt? Which is yes, yeah, that went bankrupt. That iHeart Radio is is you know of course that's seven forty in, in in the uh, the clear uh, clear channel people and. Uh, yeah, it was this week, big $20 billion. And, uh, you know, it's been really, they, they took that company private back around 2008 or nine. I, I can't tell you how many people in Houston have been fired or had to suffer with low wages because of that takeover. Uh, and uh, finally, they, they've gone they've gone bankrupt and they're restructuring the, the company. This is a huge $20 billion bankruptcy. Also, the 10th anniversary of the Bear Stearns collapse. Now, if you were listening to the show in 2007, we warned you in November, October that an investment bank was going to fail. I said on the radio it was going to be Lehman Brothers, I thought would be the first one because they were the biggest in the housing bubble area. Uh, we predicted it. We wrote about it in the Max Out Savings Report, which you can get free on the uh, by going to the website at maxoutsavings.com. We explain. We put. We, I put a little thing of their balance sheets in there of each of these companies and showing you the growth at the time. I mean, nobody did that. I mean, I, really, uh, the only people that did there was a handful of people that that did what we did. A handful. I mean, some of these people uh, really became quite famous and. And almost very few people, almost nobody came up with what we came up with in the Max Out Savings Show at the time. And we laid out the case. We didn't just say, we, we explained what was going to happen because of the how we said back in midsummer it was going to be a, the housing crisis, I want to say August or so. We said this was a perfect storm uh, of, of, of housing crisis rates and uh, it was going to affect these balance sheets. And then October, November, we, we pointed out the balance sheets of the investment banks. We, we said we looked at them. We said they were growing at about 25% every nine months. And they were going to collapse upon themselves. And there was going to be a run on the investment banks. And when it was going to happen, there was going to be some failures on Wall Street. I never will forget that, show because I really thought I was going to be pulled off the air. I thought that was going to be it. And... Uh, you know, because I made was very, very controversial statement at the time, but we proved right. And so, uh, but it's been 10 years now in where are we, uh, a heck of a lot more debt. It, it, the fascinating thing is uh, the debt levels have skyrocketed uh, in the most since that, the debt levels have skyrocketed the most in China, but completely out of control over there. The United States corporate debt has been one of the biggest movers up since then. Interestingly enough, and I get this question a lot, is the banks have really toned down their debt. They've eliminated a lot of their proprietary trading. They've really raised their loan loss ratios, their coverage ratios, and their debt ratios. They're much, much more solid companies were they were than they were back then? I think the next next crisis is not going to be a crisis of 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 the of the banks. I, I think the people that have really jacked up the debt have been Wall Street, particularly uh, corporations buying back stock. Regular corporations have really ramped up the debt levels to buy back stock uh, at in the most expensive markets in history, and, and, and so that that I think is going to be where more of the problem. Typically, a crisis never repeats itself. It rhymes in some form or fashion. But really, uh, what what we're seeing is 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 the banks 
are, are, are much safer than they were in 2008. This is from someone that predicted they would fail at the time. And, but the corporations in this country are, are, are much more aggressively run. And, and, and so they use a lot more debt and, and, and individuals have brought it. And I think one of the big debt is going to be a huge crisis, uh, big problem in the next crisis. And what's different now is rates are really starting to rise on the short and the long end. As we talked about, we had a caller earlier pointing out rates are going up. Uh, particularly on the long end, we talked. We, we got the Fed meeting this week. So, I, look, I think these things are all are all coming about and all playing out. Let's see, the oh, phone number seven one three 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 nine ten seventy. This is the last segment of the show. So, uh, the uh, we were talking earlier about the the trade war, and and really, I, I think this is going to continue. We we had the tariff come in. We, we talked about last week the Qualcomm deal was nixed by Donald Trump. Uh, we, we've got se- called Section 301, which is one of the trade things that they're looking at for to give them some more protection to put up tariffs and different things. They're now the 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 U.S. government is now completing an investigation into theft of intellectual property by China. That's going to be coming out. You're going to start hearing about that earlier in the show. We talked about a couple of the numbers that we're seeing are. $26 billion in '09 for copyright infringement. In in '11, they did a study, and it was $60 billion worth of of software theft. And so we're talking massive amounts of, of intellectual property stolen from the United States. And so this is the next shoe to drop going forward. And what I think, I th- I really think that that this trade issue is a big deal. And I think a trade war is possibly on the horizon. And this is the key point you have to understand what this is. Unless everybody thinks we're going to have a trade war, we're not going to solve our trade crisis where everyone can back down. As long as people think there'll be no trade war, because if you put a tariff on, the Great Depression will start in 30 days. You know, they, they just buy this that, – that the free traders, the globalists have been using this line on us for 30 years. And every single every single year, the trade deficit for the, for the American working people and American plant and equipment has gotten worse and worse and worse. And we're losing more and more and more. And every time we try to stop it, the first thing they jump up and say is – they put tariffs on in the thirties and the in in the thing no that had that that was one small part of 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 mismanagement by the federal reserve of 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 huge stock market speculation of international trade and of socialism policies put in by Franklin Delano Roosevelt, Reed Emily Schley's, you know, uh, phenomenal book. It was a landmark book, The Forgotten Man. You'll understand the depression, and, and so. I think I think this trade war is going to affect the stock market. It'd be we're, we're you know we're very defensive right now, and I think you have to be. We have record high stock prices, so and we're going to be writing some more about this this weekend. I've got to get the max out savings report out. Uh, I'm going to be talking about this. Uh, so if you're not on our list, go to maxoutsavings.com to sign up for the free report. And it's a free report. We just send it out. We don't bother you. We don't call you up. Uh, I write this to help you save money, build up wealth. We're talking about the new shift in the the paradigm shift in savings where people are are having to delay five years. Their savings programs, we're seeing a fundamental shift because of the high cost of college expenses. And uh, where where it used to be, it's almost equivalent of buying another house for most people out there. And so 
We write a lot about these interesting savings investment trends on Wall Street, and we try to get ahead of the curve and try to get you ahead of the curve for your savings plan. So go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. If you need help, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. We use our, 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 our value investing approach in risk management to build up a retirement portfolio in individual stocks and bonds and some mutual funds. So if you need some help, uh, I'd like to sit down with you and and, and go over your financial situation. Just go to our website. It's maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings with an S.com. And uh, get sign up for the free newsletter. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And I also really appreciate all the, the really nice things people have been saying about the Max Out Savings Show and calling us and writing us. And uh, I appreciate the support. And we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070, The Answer. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.